Hi, Lauren. Hi, Sam. Are you ready to talk about Hellraiser? I am, because after all, we are the Watchers of Movies. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. (laughs) (laughs) I can't believe it. That was hilarious. I had a weird week. Remember when we just said welcome back? We did. What was your week? What? Tell me your week. So I have a couple things I wrote down because I don't want to forget talking about them. But um, let's see. Okay. So um, I had... (laughs) So I went to um, like a meetup and then I came back home. And I, when I came home, I couldn't get my key out of the, the ignition. And I was like oh, no. flipping out. I'm like flipping out. I had a pretty much emotional breakdown. It was like a trigger for like all the shit that's been happening in my life. And all of a sudden I was like melting down. And I called my dad and it was like 10 o'clock at night. And I was like, I can't get the key out of the car. And like the thing is, is that... If I left the car, someone could have just came in and taken the car, right? But I had, so like, I was freaking out about that. But I guess I got like superhuman strength or something because I broke the key fob. Which, to be fair, this is like the second or third time like this has happened to me. the key broke off in your ignition? Yeah, yeah. This is was like the second or third time this has happened with me geez. with Honda Fob. So, um, just quick question Was the car in gear still? Well, so. There's more to the story. Did I just solve the problem? <laughs> no. Because that's that happened to of, me before. <clears throat> a little bit. happened to me before. So my dad's like, I'm trying to figure it out, but you know what? We can leave the key fob in there because you need like a chip in the in the actual like uh, plastic part that attaches to the metal part and that's what starts the car yeah so if you don't have that you can't yep. you can't start it mm-hmm. so i was like he's like it's fine no one can take it anyway because you know it's you know so i was like okay so he locked the car and he he came back tomorrow and or the next day tomorrow he came back the next day and we and he like he was so sweet like the night before you like gave me hugs and everything and he's like and the next day my mom and him came and and uh they uh, took me for like a little hike around um what's it called it's like placard lake maybe i don't know anyway it's this nice little it's a little lake you know and um but he goes yeah so i solved it um it turns out that you had a wire that was tucked right underneath where the stick shift it or not stick shift but whatever transmission yeah to to push it in and if you had just pulled that wire out it would have gone into drive and you could have pulled out the key and i was like or not driving into park park and pulled out the key and i was like so that's a little different how would you have known that that was right and it was like in the middle well not the middle of the night it was 10 o'clock so it's dark out so yeah he had like a flashlight and I brought down like a pair of pliers and everything. I mean, I was doing, I was doing everything to try and get yeah. this thing out and it just wasn't happening. And the big thing is that I had a total meltdown over it as though. Well, no, I would so. have too. Yeah. I, that's something that's really stressful because it's you're so like, stressful. I don't know. It's, it's stressful to have to deal with things that you know are going to cost money. Yeah. And it's stressful to have to deal with things that you don't know how to fix right. on your own 
I totally get it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so it was it was not very fun, but they told me that they would um, pay for some therapy. Help me with a co- without good. copay for yeah, some therapy because I feel like I really, really need it, to be honest with you. I think that's you. good, yeah. Yeah, I, nice. I need someone to talk to. It's been a mm-hmm. rough couple months. Um, last year was hard, too, mm-hmm. you know, so it's kind of like... I need I need a professional. I need someone to go. Hey, it's okay. Here are the steps that you can or whatever. You know what I mean? Just, I just need someone to talk to. So. Yeah. No, I think that's that's yeah. nice. I'm glad that they're gonna help you out. Yeah. Me too. So um, another thing. <laughs> so I was at a party. I was at a birthday party for a friend of mine, and um, he like most of the people I know are just not really big drinkers or anything like that you know so but they were like we have a bottle of wine and we want to open it but my friend didn't have a wine opener uh, a bottle opener because I don't think he really drinks a lot I think he gets migraines from them so (laughs) they're like it took them about 20 minutes and like four different people two guys and two women and this is important so so they put a screw into the the cork of the bottle and they're trying to get it out and they're trying to like pull it out you know it's a good way to get with corky a, wine <laughs> with a, a pair of pliers like oh my gosh wow. and uh did they know that they somebody could have just went to like a grocery store really quick and <laughs> picked up any, a i don't wine think anyone was gonna do that i think oh. they wanted to figure it out so um so they, like, did anybody have a tinker anyway yeah anyway so so one of the girls i think her name is holly she gets it out like maybe a fourth of the way and the other and and out and these other guys were like well i'll try let me try they're like trying they're trying their faces are getting super red and they're like you know like you can see like muscles like popping out of their eyes they're trying to get this Some, out somebody attached it to their trailer <laughs> hitch on their truck and try to drive it out like <laughs> I mean everything. Like these two dudes were like losing it, and like neither of them could get it out. So uh, this other woman, Jalissa, she she came and she took it, and she popped it out in like two minutes. And I was like, never send a man to do a woman's job. <laughs> <laughs> it was epic. It was like like these guys did not make a difference in this cork being out. She sits down, sets the bottle on the ground, and pulls it out, and like nice. nothing. And they I were, love it. I <laughs> hope she got the first like, drink she did nice she did yeah <laughs> i was like hell yeah <laughs> it, was, it was pretty epic she's very handy in a jam <laughs> she is yes so i have one other story oh i <laughs> yeah, like I it know. so um i did that voice acting challenge thing yeah. that i posted on instagram so if anyone wants to check that out it's save the phantom and it's the uh well it's part of it i couldn't do the whole thing because tiktok only is three minutes so it was like uh part of the speech that valerie says or the monologue that valerie says in v for vendetta valerie, <laughs> very emotional Call on me. I love that. Have you seen that guy that TikTok? Yes. <laughs> the skate, the, like the Heelys guy. That's where I like. He's in Grand Rapids. What? Yes. Oh, I learned about. I mean, like, I knew that. I've known that song uh-huh. for like my whole life, but I sort of forgot about it for probably a decade. And yeah, then oh, yeah. I saw his TikTok and I was like, <laughs> I'm obsessed with him. I follow him. I think he's so great. So catchy. I, yeah. What, yeah. I, I sent him a message once and, I, once and I was like, I love your videos. You're in Grand Rapids. <laughs> 
what up like and he never wrote me back but too famous um, so anyway so the so i did that the the thing the the acting challenge and i was crying in it because it's you know a very emotional thing and um i sent it to my mom and her friend was happened to be in town at the time and she was watching it and she was watching it on instagram and uh and they but it was like her and my mom and then like their other friend as well named pam and pam's watching this and she's like what is wrong is she okay what's going on she thought i was like flipping out like, and, like you were crying. like facetiming or something, <laughs> yeah, or something like that she's like is she okay oh my god like, <laughs> you did a really good job thank you thanks it's uh they're fun i have actually you can see right there yeah you got your little ring light and and the, they're set up yeah it's a fork <laughs> Oh, it's a fork. <laughs> wow. It's actually Jeez. the lamp. The lamp that was over there. Oh, the lamp that came from my apartment yeah, years it ago? It like wasn't working anymore. Nice. And I was like, I'm going to... It's a good uh, yeah. fork stand. So I just, I just repurposed it wow. for a little script stand. So, I yeah. like it. So then I can read from the script and stand and like, you know, and record at the same time. You yeah. know, because so, I was reading from the script. I like wasn't... Like cue cards. Yeah, I figured yeah. you were... I could tell by your eyes that you were kind of... And I don't mean this any sort of bad way. It's just... I could tell that you yeah. were because like, I was like I don't think she memorized it because I can tell that she's like constantly looking at one side of the camera but I don't mean that in any okay. sort of like yeah. disparaging thing. My mom I could thought just, I memorized it. It was so smooth. I couldn't tell that you were reading it by your performance. Right. I just oh, watching good, your good, eyes. Watching good. your eyes I could tell just because I could just right. tell I didn't maybe I shouldn't have said that. No, 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 okay. no, 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 no. I, <laughs> I'm not trying to do no, I'm not I trying to no, give no, you a backwards I mean, I'm, compliment. I'm not or gonna memorize I'm, anything. I'm gonna I well, wanna yeah, there's no way I wouldn't wanna say that I memorize. You're a very good reader and you're a very good performer because it didn't seem like you were reading it. Oh, I read over it like eight times. Yeah. I well, performed it like so eight were, like, times before I actually it, like, recorded it. Like, so familiarized yourself with it or like semi memorized it in a way. Yeah, because every time I read it I could get myself up to the point where I was crying. So um yeah, so the next one I'm going to do, I have two of Catherine from Cruel Intentions. So I'm going to do those two. Is that Sarah Michelle Geller? Mm-hmm. Okay. She's like it's super bitchy. It's been a while bitchy. since I've seen it's that like, movie. It's definitely like a 180 as far as characters go, but I think it's, I'm excited. I like, I like evil characters. What can I say? Yeah, so. Yeah, she's especially evil in that yeah, movie. She's, she's a piece of shit. <laughs> Piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that was my crazy week. Hmm nice yeah, that's cool did you have anything crazy happen to you <laughs> or interesting or oh i finished the first season of rings of power on mm-hmm. amazon i'm not i wasn't super excited about watching it but did you I, like my it? friend reagan asked if i wanted to come over and like watch it and we kind of expected it to be kind of like blah you mm-hmm. know and i didn't really care for it totally oh, that's um, too bad there are things about it that i'm not going to go in detail about just because it would take too long that i was really annoyed by but the one thing the one thing that really bothered me is that like i feel like eladriel is like really badass and she's such a cool elf in the in the original movies the original oh, trilogy sure. yeah. and i just think she has so much power but she also seems in a weird way i think they did a good job of making her relatable probably because she was tempted by the power of the ring still you know yeah for sure so she was she had that um for lack of a better word like a humanity aspect to her oh yeah big time and i found in rings of power that she was just like so humorless and so serious it just really drove me crazy i did not care for just the 
just the overly dramatic and seriousness of of everything. Is it still Kate Blanchett? No, it's a, a younger actress. actress. It's, okay, it's like a prequel. Oh, okay. Rings of okay. Power is like way before the actual like journey to destroy the ring happened. It's like before the ring was even crafted. You know. Oh, okay, okay. Um, and it wasn't until the very last episode that I found myself, or the second to last episode, I think there's nine, eight, eight episodes. It wasn't until the very last two, <laughs> the very last two, you know, that common phrase <laughs> that we use in English, where I started to get slightly intrigued about some things. Okay. Um, and so there was, there was a twist in the very last episode that kind of surprised me and I went, oh, okay, but... I don't know. I don't think it's a must-see. I think it's, it's... That's too bad. It makes me sad because I, I really like Lord of the Rings. Right. A lot of people and, do. And uh, I feel like they had a very big budget, Amazon. It's on Amazon, so I felt like they had a very big budget. You can tell that they did, but it maybe wasn't utilized well. It's like such a sprawling mm. cast and... Uh, none of the characters I think that there's maybe too many characters for you oh, to really yeah. feel invested in any of them totally and get that not many of them really stand out at all anyway you know mm-hmm. and so that frustrated me and like there's just so much happening and, and it, there's too much to keep track of so I just was like not really caring to keep track of a lot of it, you know? Yeah, I get it. Well, and if you and don't care about something or you lose an interest in something, yeah. it's like, you're doing it for your friend, but at the same time, you're like, dude, I don't give a shit what happens to these characters. <laughs> and we were, having, we were having fun, like, sort of teasing it together. Like, mm-hmm. she made a really funny joke about how every single thing in like the elven areas was like intricately carved and like really elaborate and she was making a joke because there was a bunch of leaves on the ground in one scene and she was like no one's going to clean that up yet because they're still crafting the rake to make it look like (laughs) this intricate rake you know and and talking about like the intricate ladder makers and stuff and we're like no I just need a functional ladder (laughs) no 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 I'll make it very beautiful for you you know right you're like no really dude it just it needs to just be a ladder man and there's nine this, rungs that's it i'm yeah. all asking like come on and there's this this one scene where um so i guess you can assume that like saruman is is coming back and there's like these uh harbingers of of him coming back and an elf picks up a leaf and the leaf like starts turning black and i said oh it's a prophetic leaf <laughs> you know it's just like so overly dramatic and i think right. that, that everything that i could go into detail about the things that i teased and everything i teased everything we teased in the show is not bad in and of itself it's Mm -hmm. just the way it was presented in the show made it a little bit um like insufferable in some ways (laughs) you know just a little bit insufferable it's just like like a prophetic leaf is you know for a fantasy story a prophetic leaf isn't isn't bad right if in an isolated incident but just the this like serious nature of the (laughs) elf that was looking at it and he had like his hair was like down on both sides like in the front like hanging he had long hair but it was like expertly crafted to hang down his chest on both sides and of course of course you can tell you can tell i'm an elf because i'm looking very serious and i have this luscious hair you know and it's <laughs> they just, all have luscious hair <laughs> and i just i feel like the tolkien movies did a better job of um making them seem like real characters okay like 
like giving them humanity to make them likable yeah and, yeah and even elrond you know elrond was very like serious in the, in the movies but he I remember still really had, liking him though yeah. yeah he had something where you were like okay elrond's a cool guy yeah and like he was he was just protective over his people you know mm-hmm. he was he was a guy that was a king that was put into a really difficult situation and he was like what do i do you know i gotta yeah. do what i gotta do you know so yeah and the hobbits were really likable and so I in 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 the Rings of Power I didn't care for the Hobbits as much. Oh, that's too bad. I just I found them to, to be, be like kind some of, of the fun ones too. Yeah, yeah, they're they're like us. The Hobbits are like right, us. You right. know, like none of us are mythical creatures who can do all the things that the you know we don't live forever. Like we don't have you know right. And so the Hobbits are are like they're the ones that we should be relating to the most. And in this in this uh, at least that's how I always viewed it, but. In, in in this iteration i felt like the hobbits were just kind of like there mm. and that i don't know i can't fully put my finger on it in any more detail than just to say that there's there's a few things missing yeah that's you know? too bad i was never really i was probably never gonna watch it anyway but i definitely yeah, I, not i don't <laughs> watch it now i didn't plan on watching <laughs> it on my own ever um yeah but it was fun to watch with somebody who you could kind of like tease it right you know so yeah I, <laughs> oh my goodness the bear has entered he was the down building. he was down there rubbing on my leg and i think he got pissed <laughs> because we weren't paying attention to him so he jumped on now the table on the, he, oh okay hi coming over here <laughs> uh so i started watching this show called women who kill have you heard of it? Oh, yeah. It's on Paramount Plus. So I, I think I texted you and I told you that the woman that was in uh, Drunk History, the one that was like, er, no, okay, he's going right now. Okay. <laughs> the one that, the, the, the girl that said, uh, I feel like I'm going to puke tonight. And the other one <laughs> was like, let's do it. Let's puke. <laughs> so she's in it, but she's American. And as I said, I like barely recognized her because her American accent was flawless. I thought she was like a different person. But I was like, she looks so fucking familiar. And I was like, I think that might be her. And so I looked her up and I, I recognized the ma- name immediately. And um, I was like, oh, that was her. But there's this one scene that made me feel so alive (laughs) it's like so there's this dude so it takes like it's it's three different decades so there's the 60s 80s and then now or it's like 2021 or something so it's really recently um and it's all taking place in the same house it's just like over the generations and so this the woman um the 2021 woman is is the woman from drunk history and she has she's doing construction on her house so the guy who's the contractor comes in and he's being really condescending to her like he's like okay sweetheart but you have no idea what you're talking about blah blah, blah. she's like well i want a window here but you sent me the blueprints or you sent me whatever and it says that the window is actually here instead of where i wanted and he's like yeah well it's because of like a load-bearing reason but he wouldn't like explain to her why like she was so stupid and because she was a woman and she couldn't possibly understand and it was definitely because she was a woman because he was talking just like totally normal to her husband just seconds before so you were like okay all right you sexist fucking asshole like let's fucking play so um 
So he's like, you just don't understand it. And she goes, you know, I may not understand construction, but I do understand contracts. And I know that if you don't do what I ask, that I don't have to pay you. So right now, my dick is bigger than yours. And I was like, oh, shit. (laughs) And then he looked humiliated and he was just like put in his place and i was like don't fuck with us (laughs) and it was so did she kill him epic no i don't know i have i haven't gotten that far i've only watched the first two episodes but it was so like i'm getting like flush because i was so like i watched it like twice i was like this is amazing yeah um i would recommend it though so far from what i've seen lucy losing it oh and jennifer goodwin oh okay yeah and uh, Leo Tipton, she used to be Annalie oh, Tipton. Yeah, yeah I think okay. she changed her name. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, she's also actually in that A Friend of the Family show. Oh, okay. Yeah, but I haven't finished it yet because it's like new episodes every Thursday. I think there's like I think there's like two more weeks left, so I'll probably just wait until they're all up and then binge watch it. Nice. <laughs> and then I will talk about it. Yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> yes, to hear. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. Oh. All right. Are you ready to talk about the movie? Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I am. Okay. <laughs> that was a big She had to get prepared pause, first. But the <laughs> listeners won't hear it because yeah. I will cut it down for sure. Yeah, but um, yeah. yes, I am ready. So um, I had a question to ask you. Did I ever tell you about the erotic pinhead photo shoot I found? No. But I'm going to show you it. Oh, Okay. <laughs> It's erotic. It sure is. Oh. I I whenever I clicked on the like the pictures and wouldn't let me look at them. So, but yeah, here they are. What? <laughs> no, I don't like that. <laughs> I, I don't like it. any of them. I love it. I love it so much. Uh, so you should describe some of the photos to the listeners okay so unless you're gonna don't post them on the insta i'm no i there no <laughs> don't do that so you can really just look it up it's on a th uh and just look for the bride of pinhead but it's a bunch of pictures of this woman who's dressed up like pinhead but naked with like pins across her body and then she's um She's like, you know, posing with the the guy that's dressed up like Pinhead. I love it. I think they're great. I think it's a fun way to express one of your favorite movies. So, it's fun and sexy. <laughs> but Sam does not like it. And, uh, you know, it doesn't really surprise me. <laughs> I don't think it's sexy or fun, just to clarify. <laughs> I, think I think it's fun and sexy. So, um, speaking of fun and sexy, what do you think of the movie? <laughs> Well, I did not think it was sexy. Um, so, well, wait, did I ever tell you that story about, uh, first of all, can I just... About Tim? Yeah. The, okay. I don't think I did on here, though. So, I'm going to tell it to our, our listeners. So, uh, I hope I haven't. Anyway, so I was... Well, was no a, better time than to tell it now. <laughs> I know, right? So, I was hanging out with a bunch of friends. It was like Halloween. It was around Halloween and it was a couple years ago. And one of my friends was there and we were going to watch Hellraiser. And I was like, this movie's erotic horror. And he was like, "Uh yeah, that's funny. Sure, it's erotic horror. And I was like, it is. And he's like, right. But if you're wrong, I'm going to make fun of you for the rest of your life. And I was like, fine. (laughs) 
the stakes are Go so small it. on this. I think and he just wants to make fun of you for the rest of your life. And then he watched the movie and he went, yeah, okay, those are out of court. <laughs> I was like, what did I say? What did I say? This one was a little less erotic I'm glad. I'm the first, the I've original. I've never seen so. any of the other ones. I've seen like, I think, four of I feel them. like I did not need it to be erotic. So, <laughs> uh, so what did you think of the movie? Well, that is a loaded question. So, personal preference-wise, not really for me. Mm-hmm. Didn't really I'm like not really it. Surprised by that? Uh, it's not a movie that I would necessarily want to watch, choose to watch, watch again. Uh, but that's personal preference. Uh, on a bigger picture, bigger scale, I can recognize that I think the production value was very good. Yeah, I do too. Um, I didn't hate it. The whole thing. Um, I wouldn't even say. It. Hate is a strong word. I disliked it uh, in terms of like the movies that I normally would like be excited about watching. Like you subjectively didn't like it, but objectively you can see that it's. I can see that it's well made, and I think it has a relatively creative storyline overall. And I think that there were some aspects of it that actually did kind of draw me in. So it wasn't a total bust or anything. It's just I I don't know if I could say that I liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just not, it's just generally, and I, I don't know if I would get annoyed if somebody said that about this about a movie that I really liked, because it seems kind of like a cop out, but really when it comes down to it, it's just not for me. <laughs> like, it's just not a movie no, I, that I would yeah. really ever, I, you know, I just, I don't, I don't feel like my life is worse for n- like not watching it. Okay. You know? Right. And it's not necessarily better for watching it. But it's just, I don't feel like I'm missing anything by not watching them. Right. So, right. yeah. So, yes and no, I can recognize. And I have notes. I have things that, okay. you know, yeah. I, that I thought were cool and stuff. But, um, so that's basically how I feel about it. If that's, if that, it basically actually fits yeah. what I just said. But anyway, so that's that. What did you think? Um, I liked it a lot. I thought you might yeah. as I was watching it. <laughs> uh, I've seen, I like the original a lot, so um, it's very 80s, very cheesy 80s, like the the quality of the original is like, you're watching it and you're like, you can just see the 80s-ness just seeping out at you, you know? Um, I did think it was kind of interesting that the main girl, Riley, looked a lot like the woman in the original movie. Oh, really? Yeah, I I thought that was kind of interesting. Like, and not like... Not a ton, but definitely they both had like the big curly hair and like the, you know, oh. like, yeah, they both have very similar looks. I, I think. wrote in my notes that she was poor man's Alias Shaw cat. <laughs> I said, and I thought I, I wish that they just gotten Elia Shawkat to play I know, her. I was thinking that too. But like, no, I, she did a great job. But I was. Did you ever see Green Room? Uh, yeah, she's in yeah, that. I did. And then I was as I was watching Hellraiser. I'm like. I wish I was watching Green Room. <laughs> anyway, keep going. See, it's funny because you liked Green Room and I was like, eh, about it. Like, I saw it and I, because you'd recommended it. And yeah, I, I said we should do it on the podcast and you didn't want to. I was to. like, meh. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, um, I, I was thinking that. I was like, poor man's a, a liar. Is it a liar? Alia? I don't know. Well, Aliyah. I said what I said, but I'll I don't just, actually I'm know. I'm just call her Alia. Alia um, But I was like, but maybe with lip fillers. <laughs> yeah, she definitely <laughs> had lip fillers. I couldn't tell. Yeah, her top I, I lips could kinda looked, tell, like, looked like they probably had lip fillers. Yeah. Like and it, it was weirdly obvious, I It thought. was very distracting, I found. I agree. To I be, agree. Like, I yeah. was kind of staring at her upper lip, like most of the movie. Mm-hmm. And I was like, 
And I was like, are those lip fillers or no? And I'm like, <laughs> they were turned up in such a way that, that I there was no doubt in my mind that they were lip fillers. Yeah. Because like Angelina Jolie's lips, I think, are naturally plump. I think so, too. And they look natural. Right. Either that or she has a really good, I don't know, Botox person or whatever. I'm not sure if it's Botox Probably or not. Probably plastic but, surgeon. Uh, either she's just she's just like she you know she got her money's worth or they're natural and I tend to think they're I natural. I think they're natural because when she's younger you can see they're yeah the same. they're the same. But this, yeah, this woman definitely had an unnatural upturn. Yeah, that I've don't think I've seen on a human being. It's it was yeah. I mean I I, I always kind of try and compare it to like Kylie Jenner because Kylie Jenner has lip fillers you know but to me her lips look very natural. In fact I didn't even know that they were you know fake until like someone pointed out the difference between her that and like now and when she was like 15 years old and i was like oh damn she had like no lips when she was 15 so those are definitely fake but um yeah i i found it very distracting which makes me feel bad because it's like it shouldn't be um such an important aspect of me paying attention to the film but at the same time it was enough where i was like are those lip fillers <laughs> These are the questions. The only question I have about the movie is: Was it a lip filler? (laughs) That's the only thing I want to (laughs) know. Um, so I did really like. So the person that plays, uh, the woman that plays Pinhead, is Jamie Clayton, and she is transgender. So I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, she's also in the show Sense Eight that was on Netflix. Did you ever watch that show? No, you told me about it, but I never watched it. I got really into it, and then I never finished it. And it's been too long for me now to just finish it. I'd have to rewatch it. But I remember really, really liking the first season. So, um, and I I liked her in it a lot. So I thought that that was cool that they had not only a woman but also a transgender woman. And I love Pinhead. I don't know why. I just do. I (laughs) like. It's, it's all that erotic. <laughs> What's erotic about him? It's not. Oh. It's not. It's a joke. Or her. <laughs> in this movie, her. But it's a him in the first it's movie. Not, it's not the Cenobites that are erotic. It's the people that are. What are in you In the movie. Saying? So, like, in like the... Like, Riley is erotic. Yeah, but I'm talking about most, like, the... the the new one's not really like that, but the original is, like, pretty S- sexual. So, the people that are not the Cenobites... Yeah are erotic yes there's a lot of sex in this movie yeah there is yeah but there's more sex in the it was just it's just different it's like it's like more like with the sex that they were having was like okay this is like what any couple does you know yeah the sex i didn't find the sex like no really offensive or anything obviously i mean not that it would be offensive but i'm just saying like i would never consider the sex in this movie to be erotic it was just like sex scenes right yeah Yeah. no it was it was different in the original where it was more like animalistic almost because it's about this guy named well it's about the it's about two people christy um which is um okay so no let me just start again so it's about (laughs) this guy named frank Christy is his niece, and Frank is like found the lament configuration, which is the box, and oh, that's okay. what it's called. I don't know if you knew that, but um, the lament configuration, and he started opening it up, blah blah, playing with it. Well, it like stripped him of his skin and like his muscles, and so the stepmom of Christy, who's married to, uh, the, like she's still married to the to her to to Christy's dad. Um, starts like feeding him men oh. so she like brings she'd seduce men and she'd bring them over oh. 
and then he would like essentially and she'd kill them and then he would essentially like soak up their blood and it would cause him it was like uh the mummy you know how the mummy would like eat someone and then he'd like he would like gain flesh it was like that but like a lot gorier um it was very a lot it was like very juicy (laughs) okay it was actually i thought that there was more gore in that one than there was in this new one really yeah i was surprised by that yeah i don't think i would like the (laughs) old one either i don't think you would either um so and then they're like have so her so frank and the stepmom are like having this wild passionate affair and they've been having it for like years and years and frank is a giant piece of shit so you don't care about him and then he somehow like takes over the dad's body and he's like hitting on the daughter the uh, christy and it's super awful and uncomfortable because you're like oh god that's her father that's like raised her and stuff and he's hitting on her and is like really ugh. and um and he's just so creepy but the stepmom is like oh my god i love how creepy you are it's so hot and so they're they're just like going at it like rabbits and it's 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 just different i don't okay yeah it's just different it's more like animalistic more like basic instincts not the movie but you get what i figured i knew what you got i knew what you were getting at. yes yes so um all right well yeah so i it's definitely like it's definitely i wouldn't uh, people are calling it a remake but it's not a remake it's a reboot for sure you know sure i get Um, it because I think a remake, if you're going to make it a remake, you're going to actually have the original characters well, in it. You yeah, know? it'll be like the same storyline, right. same characters. But, so, yeah. It a was reboot. A reboot, yeah. Which I like. I, Did you like it as much as you thought you were going to like it? Uh, yeah, pretty much. Yeah? Yeah. I really, really like Jamie Clayton as Pinhead. I think she was awesome. So, um, And I like the cast. I thought that... So, Goran Vishnik, or whatever his name is, the guy yeah. that plays Voight, mm-hmm. uh, when I was younger, I thought he was, like, from such ER? a hottie. Oh, my God. No, no, not from oh, ER. I watched him. I watched the show ER growing up, so I knew him <laughs> as Dr. Kovach. Yeah. Um, no, I never watched ER. I can't remember what it was. It definitely wasn't Practical Magic because he was in that, but he was a piece of shit in that. So I don't know what it was. <laughs> and he wasn't in this movie. I mean, he was in this movie. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't think he. Was, I don't think he's attractive now. He's like there's something that looks like he just looks like he's stretched. Like his skin is kind of stretched. Like he's maybe had like a facelift he's or probably something. Probably had some work. Yeah, done. and it doesn't. Yeah. To me, it's like it doesn't. It doesn't look great you know like i think he was much more attractive when he's younger and i think if he aged naturally he'd probably still be more attractive yeah but like there's something like uh, i'm like no so it's not that important but i thought that that was interesting that he was in it and um and so let's see i have like some notes okay here so okay so we open up now. <laughs> so should I do a little synopsis? Yeah, do a little synopsis. Okay, so there is this woman, Riley, who is a recovering alcoholic, drug addict, we're assuming. Um, and she's been dating this guy named Trevor. And the brother of Riley named Matt does not want her to date this guy. He thinks it's a bad idea. You know, she's recovering. It's a long road ahead. It's going to be difficult and she's just like okay whatever i'll just do what i want which understandable because i'm kind of the same way and uh, (laughs) like when someone tells me no i'm like okay but i'm gonna go do the thing now because i want to do it so no one tells me no (laughs) and um 
she uh, ends up robbing she and this guy Trevor end up robbing a shipping container that is in this warehouse and I don't know how these people weren't like saw the safe and like just were like you know what I think I'm okay this is real shady I'm good I'm out I because I would have been like I'm not going to be a white person about this <laughs> Because white people always do dumb shit in horror movies. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, anyway, they find this box in this empty shipping container, and it's a lament configuration, and they, uh, she starts, it's a puzzle box, and she starts opening it, and then all these Cenobites come in, so it's basically, like, them trying to figure out how to end this, and also try how to get her brother back, because her brother was taken by the Cenobites, so... And uh, also, there's a guy in it named Voight, Roland Voight, who uh, was obsessed with finding this. He wanted this all for himself because he felt like once that gets to that final configuration, he was going to be able to speak to God. And I was like, brother, that is never going to happen. <laughs> like, I got to tell you, you are living a dream, my friend. <laughs> you know? So that's that's it. I think that's good synopsis. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Yeah. I just didn't want to turn into a... Um, frailty situation (laughs) (laughs) that's like reading the entire wikipedia page (laughs) so i do want to so i do want to talk about the um as i said the shipping container so i wrote down like safe in the middle of an empty shipping container seems a little shady again if that had been me and i had seen that i would have been like you know what there's a reason this is here and I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. I'm, I'm not gonna fuck with this. Like, no fucking way. Mm-mm. I don't know. I think if it was me, I'd be like, well, there's obviously a billion dollars in here because the shipping container is empty. So I don't think that just the safe being. I think if I'm already ro- if I'm robbing a shipping container, then what's gonna deter me from opening the <laughs> yeah, safe? Yeah, that's true. But I think, uh, well, there's a couple things. Uh, I think that that's a good setup. I really actually quite enjoyed the setup of of her and Trevor in this relationship. And I thought the B storyline, like the whole setup storyline of her being an addict, was maybe a little heavy for the type of movie that it is. It seemed heavy, but it also didn't seem almost relevant, other than the fact that she was like a little high at one point and maybe hallucinated. But I thought it was like, I don't think that's good enough. I think you could have told the same story with yeah. just her brother being like, I don't think you should date this guy because there's something weird about him. Or you have know? him be the drug addict and the brother's like, don't date this drug yeah, addict. just something. Because it yeah. didn't, It yeah, like yeah. you said, it didn't seem relevant and like their fight was very emotional and I thought, is this, this seems like weird, weird heavy emotions for a horror movie, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, well, and I, he was, I, let me just say one thing. I can understand, um, that they put that whole storyline in there so that you can see that it was bad enough. She's done this enough times where that maybe Matt was just finally like, you know what? Get your fucking shit out. I'm tired of dealing with your shit, you know? And I could get that, but I also think, again, it doesn't really come up. So to me, it was. Well, and later in know. the movie, which I'm jumping ahead, but I don't want to stay there because I want to go mm-hmm. back to where we were. But. Later in the movie, when she breaks into Voight's mansion and they all find her, like her her brother's boyfriend and Trevor and Nora, the roommate, all find her, and Trevor and they're in this mansion. And Trevor's like, "What are we doing here?" And Nora's like, "No, you know, we've found her in places before. We just have to give her some space and let her decide, you know, to leave." And I was like, "This is a little different than finding her <laughs> in places. Like you're not finding her in like a heroin house." on a mattress on the floor you're finding her in a 
mansion that's surrounded by bars that's fully furnished and the electricity still works yeah and she's reading a guy's journal none of this is just like you know she's she's a former addict so weird (laughs) things happen and i thought everyone's being a little bit too free and easy about this and Right. I would not be so... I'd be like, okay, I'm waiting outside while everybody else goes into the creepy mansion to get her out. Right. But anyway... And also, I would be like, guys, the electricity's working here. Someone might live here. Someone's paying it. You know, like, just because we don't see them doesn't mean that they're not here. Because this place is enormous. Yeah. They could have a panic room. They could have, like, they could have have any sort of... Like a secret passageway yeah, in the walls. Like they did. Like they did. I, he did, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. I thought it was a little bit weird that they were all so just cool with it. Um, Very cavalier. Well, the boyfriend, the brother's boyfriend, Nora, at least, and that's where I'm getting to, is uh, I totally was shocked that Trevor was part of it. I did not expect that. It, I didn't either. It really swerved me. But I did remember thinking, so they opened the shipping container, and, uh, well, let me go back. What I was saying was, I think that the premise to start them finding the box was pretty cool how Mm -hmm. she was just like she was she needed money she needed a job she wanted to make something of herself and he said that in his delivery job trevor said in his delivery job they always delivered like high quality price high price things like probably antiquities and stuff to this this warehouse and they like there was something that was delivered recently that was never picked up nobody knows who owns it nobody has been there to pick it up and so on and so forth and so he's like do you want to rob this shipping container with me and we'll split the profits and i thought that that was kind of cool that really intrigued me because i was like no this is a scary movie so you probably shouldn't do it you know (laughs) but i do think it's weird in the modern age that they seemingly had like no fear of there being video surveillance or anything they just went for it without masks (laughs) they didn't wear masks they didn't wear gloves they were just you know and i thought you made a really good point you should probably take precautions but they you know they were pretty much like they couldn't have been more obvious like they might as well have just been like voguing in front of the you know every corner of the building in case there was cameras but so they open the shipping container and they bust open the safe and they find the little the little puzzle and I did the little think puzzle. in the moment, I thought it was weird how he was like, yeah, yeah, you hang on to it and I'll find an appraiser or something. And I was like, this seems really weird. That is like, kind of like, weird, I guess. So just yeah. so like, yeah, you hang on to it like it's no big deal. But in my head, if I was the two of them, I would think this is probably worth a lot of money because look at how it arrived and look at oh, how yeah. it's being stored and look at how unique it looks and what is it. And But it didn't occur to me that he was that she was like a mark that he was right. leading her on at all and uh, so i thought that that was cool that it actually shocked me yeah i agree i think it's a little weird that he was like a hold on to it but then as you know a- as the story progressed we're like oh that's why he said hold on to it and i can understand i mean i have to also remember that this is like i'm watching this movie from the perspective of like don't fucking open that shit because i know what's gonna happen you know so i have to remind myself that like she has no idea to her this is well, just like we a weird saw, puzzle box you we know we saw the guy at the beginning right oh that's true yeah at the sex part the orgy party <laughs> i want to say i did really i like that the way that that was done um so the lawyer's name is serena and there's that guy joey and and uh she's like oh go and you know meet roland whatever and um was he supposed to be like a like a 
escort or prostitute and on or the something? Wiki, when I was reading the Wikipedia uh, synopsis, okay, <laughs> it was coming was to like, me. <laughs> um, when I was reading it, it said he was a sex worker, but I had okay. I just thought I didn't know that because he right. was just sort of walking through the party and he looked into a room and there was like an orgy happening and then it just looked like there was like normal party stuff happening and right so i don't know i, I guess if wikipedia says it it must be true he well, was a she, sex worker but. she does mention it later riley does she's like looking at something and she said oh this like all these people died one of them was yeah. a sex worker yeah oh, okay so um so i thought that the way that that was done where um he touches the thing and then it it you know it cuts him and so because blood is the thing that it (laughs) blood is the thing that brings the cenobites and um that you could see the chains coming from like the walls and stuff but it was in the background so it was like blurry and i thought that that was a really clever idea to show like a really gory scene without it being like too gory i I actually wrote that down in my notes that the first murder was totally off camera so you had no idea what actually was happening right exactly for somebody like me who has never seen any of the movies I really didn't know what was happening, so, so I thought you, it was cool. What were you thinking? What did you think it was? I thought, well, I knew that Pinhead was a thing because mm-hmm. you've talked about Hellraiser before, um, briefly, and so I thought perhaps Hellraiser was a person that was also in the mansion that comes out when he like because uh, I thought Voight was just like sadistic mm-hmm. and had this puzzle box and killed the guy it cuts he cuts the person who opens it and then pinhead is just like somebody who lives in the house who comes out and tortures them or something i didn't realize okay. quite yeah that there was a supernatural aspect i didn't even know what cenobites were until mike told me what they were right um while i was watching the movie i texted him because i was watching it by myself and i texted him about them and he called them cenobites and i was like well what is this word and <laughs> Uh, and then he said what they were. Uh, but anyway, right. um, so yeah, I appreciated that it was happening all off camera and you could just hear the noises of the guy dying a really brutal death or yeah, being tortured. Yeah, really nasty. And, and then uh, Voight is just totally oblivious and trying, you know, like he's reached the final setting of the configuration configuration and so he knows that he's going to get an aud- or he thinks he's going to get an audience with god and and then you know and then th- it fades to back black and then it says six years later and we're in the riley story so mm-hmm. you're just like oh wow that guy died yes yes <laughs> you know he did. but yeah i didn't know everything about it right know? right and it's so it's like just sad because it's like some innocent dude who you know he sees this like cool puzzle box and he's like oh great and then this other dude's like why don't you um play with that and he's like okay some cool rich dude wants me to play with this puzzle box you know and that sounds dirty (laughs) um so yeah it's it's just unfortunate that he was like you know sacrificed to these xenobites xenobites whatever unfortunate is is one word to say (laughs) yeah um and uh and it's just like so this rolling guy at void um i'm just gonna call him is just like obsessed with finding reaching this you know next level right and so um I guess I don't want to skip ahead. If you want to just, you want to just keep moving throughout the movie. Okay, let's see what other notes I have. Um, so 
uh, I like that. So the brother, Riley's brother, Matt, Matt kicks her out, and then she goes to her car and, and takes some pills. And then she decide, and then she like sees the box sitting in her back seat, and so she decides to sort of like investigate the box. So she goes to a playground, and she's wait. I want to say one thing. I like that Colin had came out and was like, "Just stay for the night. It's just a bad night." Mm-hmm. And I was like, and it it kind of shows us later that that's exactly what it was. That he would have been like Matt in the morning would have been like, "Okay, I overreacted. Just come on home," you know? Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, but. I can also understand why she was just like, fuck it, I'm out of here. I can't deal with this right now, you know? Um, but anyway, go on. What were you saying? Well, so she, she sits on a, like a merry-go-round and she's realizes that the box is sort of a puzzle. And I thought the production design, like the sound design, I mean to say, I thought the sound design of the box pieces moving was really satisfying. And I really, yeah. I really liked that. The like clicking of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I, and since we see the first guy, we know what happens. People like me, people like you already know, but right, like, right. people like me are like, no, a knife's going to come out of that. But I thought it was intriguing that the box rearranged itself after the first guy died and so now it's in the other configuration and you don't i don't know anything about the configurations up to this point you know and so she's she's putting it and you're i i think it creates a really good level of tension to watch her do each piece and you don't know when the knife is going to come out and i thought that that was really cool each time actually each time they did the box yeah same here there's like a tension because you know it's coming but you don't know when right and i think that that's really well made and that's really cool because it's something relatively simple Mm -hmm. but it's super effective it is it is i so um i was just thinking i might let you take the lead on this because you no don't be scared it's a good thing well because you've never seen it so i'm really interested to hear it from your perspective before i say anything oh well i don't want you to feel like you can't see no no i think it's i keep thinking this i'm like that's right you've never seen it and you don't really know that much about it so i'm very curious as to what your perspective is so um if you don't mind well cool i'll just that. keep i'll just keep talking okay yeah. um shit i was gonna say something oh i'll wait i don't know if i, I, don't. <laughs> I was gonna say, I, take the lead samantha take the lead i was gonna say something and i don't was know it what about I was the playground was it about the box was it about um, anything anything you can think of um Oh, yeah, I wondered, um, so I did wonder, when we first see the box, do we're seeing it, like, in its second-to-last configuration or whatever? We're or seeing the it last in the one? one, the very last one, before it becomes the, like, diamond-shaped one. Okay. That he has to sit up on a pedestal and... I'm wondering why, or how it got back to it's box shape you know I'm i assume it changed when uh voight uh got the gears put in it. oh okay 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 all right okay yeah that makes sense yeah <laughs> those gears were pretty nasty no thank you so <laughs> i something i really like so up until this point i'm i'm intrigued i'm i'm into it i'm okay. like what's gonna happen what is this movie what is this mm-hmm, what's for happening sure. so the knife comes out but she she doesn't get cut by it cause she's clever and uh, lucky (laughs) lucky, more like it i would say more lucky. so but then and so she doesn't get she's just like oh geez okay there's a knife so she's but she's also if you remember has taken some pills Mm -hmm. and i think there's 
something like i don't know some sort of noxious fume that must come out of the box because after it opened each time people got kind of woozy hmm I don't know, because the first guy, when he was cut, he started getting really woozy. Well, and I think she, it, it was, I mean, I think it was because it was surprise. He was just surprised and cut. And I mean, but he got, like, woozy like he was drugged. I don't know if that's surprise. Because, like, adrenaline uh, would keep you from... I got. I don't know. I don't know if I... Or I did he just with, lose too much blood? I think it was just a shock, is what I would imagine. Because, I mean, he had a lot, like, that was a nasty cut. That was, like... But Dude, he there's was like, so much blood. He was like beating on the cage and trying, and then he suddenly was like, "What's happening to me?" Oh, and he collapsed. And then she opened it, but didn't get cut. But she started getting woozy almost immediately. And I think later, like slightly later in the movie, she attributed it to like the the pills kicking in. But I don't think it was the pills actually kicking oh. in. I think it was something in the box. I thought maybe you would. Yeah, because now that you're saying it, because Matt kind of did too. Like he seemed like his vision got blurry for mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah, yeah, and they, huh. yeah, yeah. You might be right about that. I interesting. I never. I well, she she sort I of never laid put back two and two together. She laid back and laid down on the merry-go-round, and there was a really cool thing where she's going around in circle, and the camera is sort of her eyes, so the camera's going around in circle, and you just see a brief flash. Of a figure mm-hmm. standing at the edge of the playground, and, and it's I like thought foggy, that was pretty cool, <laughs> creepy. pretty creepy. And then yeah. she sits up, and nothing is there. Mm-hmm. But then she kind of hallucinates, or thinks she's hallucinating, but the Cenobites are actually there, and they're saying basically they say in a riddle in a riddled way they say that you know it didn't cut her, so they need somebody else. They need somebody else's blood, right? And then her brother comes out to rescue her because he realizes that you know something might be wrong. I don't remember how he thought that. I think he just like couldn't rest because he knew that he'd kicked his sister yeah. out. So I think he, it was like an instinctual sibling yeah. type thing. It was just like shit. My sister might be in trouble. You yeah. know? Yeah. And so I liked that it was sort of a natural way. I'm I'm not gonna describe the whole movie like this. I'm just saying I liked this, <laughs> yeah. this whole this whole bit. I liked. So that's why I'm going into detail. So I thought it was a natural way because he came and he found her mm-hmm. and she was holding the box and he tried to pick up the box and it cut him. Yeah. And then he sort of threw it and then he's like fo- more focused on her. He's like, what did you take? What did you take? And so he sits her down and leans her against the wall and goes into like a public restroom by the park and is and and is going to wash the blood off. And I really liked how creepy that scene is because he sort of like sees his reflection and his reflection is doing something different than he's doing. Yeah. And then the walls sort of disappear and and, and then it cuts to Riley and she just hears him screaming. But then she also is seeing the configuration changing right before her eyes yeah and i thought that like the knife disappears and then it like yeah yeah yeah. and i really i thought that that was really just a cool turn of events and a setup and and i i enjoyed that because it's very horror movie-esque like it's tropey but i don't mean that in a bad way i just mean like right everything that was happening i was like okay yeah i'm on this horror movie journey it's all like pretty cliche not like i said not necessarily in a bad way because that's how horror movies work you well, know not all tropes are bad right you exactly. know yeah i just i think that those words can have negative connotations so for i, sure, I want to yeah, make sure that sure. i'm not and and i liked that i thought that setup was very intriguing to me uh because on the one hand you have i guess this is where that her former addict her former life as an addict comes into play because on one hand she did take pills so 
everything she's saying could just be a hallucination right but on the other hand we as the viewer know that it's not just a hallucination also she has physical evidence that this box was one configuration and it changed on its own yeah and her brother disappeared from a bathroom that only had one exit Mm -hmm. you know yeah so i think that that's pretty interesting yeah and um and it's so like it's so jarring for her as a character because she's like hearing him scream she knows there's only one way in she walks in there looks all around and she's like what the fuck he's gone like he's gone he just i don't how does someone just disappear like that you know and so um yeah i can i can see it being but then it's like obviously she's kind of starting to realize like oh shit maybe this box isn't what i like maybe it's not a good thing you know um so let's talk about serena so serena was uh voight's former lawyer and she has i'm assuming lung cancer that's what it felt like yeah yeah um so um i think i was kind of like a little intrigued by her past you know i was like what did she do because she was like I I've done terrible things, or she says something. She well, says something she along fed, those lines, or she brought innocent victims to Roland yeah, to right, kill, right? Much like Trevor was. She was basically Trevor, right? Right, and um, and she's just like, but she was. I don't know. It, it seemed like there was kind of like this long, like term relationship that she had professionally with Voight, mm-hmm. you know. And then so I'm like, so all this time she's working for this sadistic guy, you know. So she's seen, like she's seen. What is that? What is that? Um, that phrase, like how the juice is made or whatever. Is that what it's said? Yeah, it's a phrase that sounds like I know what you're talking yeah, about. Okay, yeah. Okay. So she's seen how the juice is made. Yeah. <laughs> right. So she knows like the inner workings. And I was just like, and as she was just talking, I was like, oh, great. Okay. Interesting. Tell me more. <laughs> you done i'm like what have you done in your life serena i must know everything but i didn't really get into it um i found well after i found out now that we know trevor was involved Mm -hmm. it sort of makes sense but in the moment i was like why are they leaving like just stay and see what happens talk to her about the box you know yeah i didn't get that either really stupid that riley and her fought over the box like toddlers like give it to me you don't know what it does give it to me no you give it to me and then of course serena gets cut by it which might have been serena's plan all along because she's dying anyway yeah but i just maybe she felt like guilt over it you know or or she she wanted to i mean she probably felt like she deserved it because she led uh, well at least like eight people to their deaths well at least four i think it was that they showed yeah at least four well no i mean like serena prior to like at the beginning of the movie she led the last guy but she had led right numerable how many figure eight configurations are there like 10 11 no i think there's six six okay yeah so i think <laughs> she did I four i think she did four okay because like when when riley's looking it up later she sees that there's four okay, different individuals right. that were killed yeah. yeah so i thought it was kind of dumb that <laughs> it's such a see this is the negative part of like scary movie cliches where there's an expert who could tell them everything yeah but just doesn't instead she's just like i'm taking this box right you know and i thought it was really cool when they brought it to her and she's like this is not the first configuration who opened yeah, it yeah so she knew exactly yeah. what it was and yeah. i thought that that was neat and uh and then and then she said like did it take someone or whatever and she's like yeah it took my brother or whatever 
I keep saying or whatever. I think Riley said it took her Take brother. Her, yeah. And I so lines. I was like, oh, of course, something. Mm-hmm. It, like, I just, in a situation, and this is such a horror movie thing. This movie is definitely not the only movie that does it. But in a situation where your brother or someone you love has disappeared in a supernatural way, why wouldn't you like plant your feet and be like listen i'm not leaving until you tell me everything you know but instead they're on a petty little fight and then they ran away and now and it kind of makes sense learning that trevor was part of it yeah you know he obviously was like trying to keep her from learning the truth because then it would probably backfire in some way right because she because serena might let something slip that mm -hmm. Like somehow Riley would connect these, you know, these these three things. Or Riley these, you would know, just Boyd be like, "Forget this, this sounds Trevor. too scary." Yeah, you know, like. I, so I thought that that was annoying because they could have. I felt like there there has to be a more creative way for her to get just enough information, but not all of it. Instead of just being like, you know what, my brother disappeared. Something bad probably happened, but I'm just cool with not knowing. You know, because that's right. what it felt like. Yeah. Well, and also if you are your if you're that. Close to your brother i must i mean i you know maybe if you're like my brother's a giant piece of shit and he disappeared and i'm just happy about it like i can maybe understand that but well, there's not how the movie was. no no i know but yeah. what i'm saying is that she was clearly close to her brother and they loved each other a lot um and he took care of her and so for me like to say it from my perspective where if like my sister had suddenly disappeared i would go to like heaven and hell to get her back you know what i mean like like don't stand in my way i will mow you down motherfucker i'm just making sure that my little baby sister is so you know home and she's yeah, safe big you know time. Yeah. yeah and um especially if on top of that you felt like you were partially responsible oh yeah exactly you know? yeah mm-hmm. and you know i'm like thinking, riley did i mean yeah 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 yeah, yeah. no <laughs> i was not personally yeah, no <laughs> um, so uh, I'm as I'm thinking about it, I wonder if Serena could have given her enough information for her to just go, okay, so I probably will never see my brother again and just that's walk away I, from the whole situation. I mean. That's what yeah. I mean. Like she she knows what's going on for the most part. Yeah. Like she worked with him for a while. And she led innocent people to the situation. She felt guilty about it. Right. So all of those things. And she probably saw each of the transformations of the box. Yeah, she too. knew the transformation, or right. the configurations Configuration, and stuff. Yeah. So I just, I think, yeah, she's, there's probably a word for it, and I just don't know, but there's probably a word for the character in horror movies who could you know like roll credits as soon as the, the <laughs> characters meet them but it's you know the first know. 25 minutes of the movie so they can't <laughs> reveal the and it's like in the watcher when she decided not to go to the apartment across the street you know it's a right. similar well i wouldn't have but feel where <laughs> yeah. it's just like everything could be answered like right. everything could be just done but right. you can't do that because it's a movie that is not a horror movie. Yeah, yeah that's not a movie yeah that's uh that can be frustrating with stuff like that because it's like it's knowledge is power first of all you know and i'm not trying to <laughs> why are you laughing oh i thought we were gonna start talking about schoolhouse rock <laughs> well i'm just saying knowledge is power the more knowledgeable you are the less likely you're gonna make a dumb uh decision you know mm-hmm. and a bunch of people died because she kept pushing this and, and working with because this she didn't configuration. stay and talk to yeah, serena right but it does it does i do like that yes that's a trope but then at like as you pointed out that 
it's it is a trope but it's also like okay so trevor took her away or was really really being because he was trying to not have her find out the information yeah so so by means of an explanation i guess i accept that as mm -hmm. like why she but i felt like she should have fought him more on yeah i don't i i think i would have been like then just leave dude like Like, go bye no one wants you here trevor (laughs) trevor (laughs) trevor is sam's name for like men and just men which we don't know men. the name of <laughs> okay or like if i'm making fun of a guy like thanks trevor thanks trevor you know that uh, sort of thing yeah what is mine for there's one for women that i have um i like, I like cheryl for a woman <laughs> i can't remember okay, cheryl uh no there's this one woman that works in the office that i i think I can't remember. There's always a name that I call her, like not to her face, obviously, but it's like one of those like where I'm like, ugh, so and so, you know. But I can't remember the name I use. It's not Karen. I try not to use Karen because um, all the women I've ever met who've been named Karen have been great, lovely I women. Agree. I've loved all the Karens yeah. in my life. Like, really thought they were great people. Yeah. So it's yeah, it's a weird name for someone to choose. It is. I guess there's probably a nice people with every name. Yeah, I mean, oh, I'm. I've met a lot of Stacys I didn't like. So, mm-hmm. Stacy. <laughs> Stacy is a unisex name as well. So yes. you could use it for either. You could call him male Stacy or just her Stacy. <laughs> Did I ever tell you about the Brad City episode? Was it yes, Rogan? I think so. Male Stacy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, I love it. Um, okay, let's see here. So I thought. I personally, if I was able to go through Boyd's stuff and just read all this information that he had about these Cenobites, I would have spent like the rest of my life there. I did I think it was been like this is so fascinating, you know. I thought it was neat that you got to see drawings of each configuration, and and Mike actually watched the movie too, and he actually said that he really liked the lore that like yeah. each configuration was named after like an ex- like a condition or experience or something yeah and um and and just that was really cool and i i, I so agree yeah. i think it's really cool and i i think that it's neat that we get to see all the configurations so additionally we as the viewer know you know like oh this is left and this is left you know what i mean i think that that's cool i do too yeah and he did so much research that it makes me wonder like how does he know what the last configuration looks like well he saw it oh that's right he saw it duh hello um i keep (laughs) hello it is 10 o'clock at night i just got up from a nap about an hour and a half ago so i'm still out of it (laughs) You're still rocking no. from your nap. I'm I was going to say. Excuses. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm just making excuses. <laughs> um, yeah, no, but I would have definitely like spent like my life just learning about this i would have been like this is fucking fascinating in fact i probably would have taken it all with me and then left i would have been like i'm not staying here in this creepy mansion that for some reason has electricity still six years later i like she saw the the drawing of the cenobite pinhead and she found his journal and i'd be like great a journal a bound book grab that thing and get out of town just collected everything shoved in my bag got out of there and she like there was a scene that i actually found comedic well she was like getting comfy yeah that's the scene i'm talking about like she like puts her knees up and i'm like what are you gonna go make some tea in the kitchen like what are you doing i'm just feeling a little sleepy right now maybe i'll take a nap yeah like i just this is this is like my desk and i thought so comfy nothing about this is weird to you like right at the very least 
I would have gone and sat outside the mansion, if not just right. gotten in my car and left, you know? Because yeah, like, I can understand going in to try and find some information, mm-hmm. but you're staying there and you're just like chilling out like it's, I, yeah and especially after you find out that the electricity yes! still works <laughs> to me i was because i wrote that down i was like the electricity still works but it's been six years like first of all it's not going to be cheap to <laughs> light you know light that place up um not like with firing me with electricity um <laughs> just in case <laughs> and uh so someone's paying the bill who's paying the bill why are they paying the bill and why is the electricity still on? Why are you still doing that? Yeah. Like, this house should be just abandoned if no one's living here. Yeah, it should be dusty and kind yeah. of, like, yeah, I don't know. So well, that and was especially, like, this eccentric, weird, like, sadistic millionaire, billionaire, whatever, lives in this house that has a fucking cage on it, and yeah. no one's going, huh, that's a little weird. This is, this is strange. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I agree with you. I think it was cool that she found his, basically, like, library of research, but it was very weird that she, like, puts her knees up and just settles <laughs> in, and I... She's okay. like, I might just live here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I'm homeless right now, so I might. <laughs> I don't really want to live in my car. <laughs> this place is really true. nice. She's homeless. <laughs> yeah. Like, so, I mean, I guess if you are desperate enough and you come across a gore. Oh, well, okay. I have to say, as I was watching the movie and they showed the house for the first time, I was like, ugly house. Because <laughs> the house on the inside, beautiful. The outside, oh, it's just no. a big square. Just, it's very like. Yeah. Like, it's. it's so I know architecture. I can tell it's Georgian style. Uh, yeah, totally. I know. <laughs> You're like, yeah, I totally know that. Georgian was um, so. There's Georgian, Victorian, Edwardian. So Georgian was before Queen Victoria, King George. King George. Yeah, and that's Georgian architecture came from that. So yeah, that's um, cool. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I what like, are the distinctive uh, traits of a Georgian? So a Georgian is. Um, it is. What's that word? Ugly, um, as I think the word you said no, earlier. <laughs> Georgians can be very beautiful. No, I'm trying to think. It's um, not parallel. It's symmetrical. symmetrical. Yeah, okay. so it's symmetrical. It's oh, basically, okay. yeah. I see. And, and it's usually built in like a boxy kind of style with like a flat roof. Oh, okay. Yeah, That's and cool. whereas Victorian is more, um, it's more like eclectic. And so it's more like uh, you'll have like one big tower and then the rest, like three mm-hmm. stories, and then the rest will be like two stories. And so it's like kind yeah, of different like, like shapes and stuff. And gable yeah. roof. It, it's, yeah. I mean, I love Victorian architecture. So yeah, I do like, I do like architecture a lot, as I said. I mm-hmm. have obviously studied it a little bit, you know. Yeah, that's cool. That's interesting. Yeah, so I I saw it and I was like, oh, that house is disgusting. I was like so pissed off that he's like a millionaire and he has this ugly ass house. Because I'm sorry, but if you are a millionaire, you're a billionaire, make, build a fucking nice house. Like, what are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe he didn't build it. Maybe he inherited it. Well, inherited it. It's time to tear it down and build a new one. <laughs> He's got other things on his mind. Yeah, he He's has to not get, doing very he well. He has to get those uh, <laughs> those uh, or get, whatever those chains in his back. You know, I mean, uh, my God, gross. <laughs> yeah, that's like a big thing in in um is in Hellraiser is like the chains in the back. Let's see. Yeah. So when they oh, so she heard her brother calling out to her, mm-hmm. and. When she was hugging him and his back turned to, like, mushy guts, that was pretty gross. Yeah. That's and then, what, like, Frank looked like in the original. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. He looked like he had no skin. It was Ooh, just, like, juicy. so gross. Yeah, it was nasty. It was gross. And, uh, and then I feel like as soon as that happened, like, if, let's say if I put myself in her shoes, as soon as that happened, I think I might be like, 
maybe it's time to just say my goodbyes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know if I want to solve this mystery. It probably it seems like he's dead. And uh, and then her friends like randomly found her, which is another movie cliche. It's scary, scary movie cliche. That's not necessarily bad, but in this instance, it was kind of weird because they also well, I assume that it was the mansion. I assume that it Trevor knew it and oh, went you're to right. the yeah you're yeah. Right. I assume that he went to Carlin and yeah Nora. because he knows where she lives, so it's yeah. totally possible that he could have gone over there and been like. Riley's in trouble. I need you to help me out. Yep. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he also was bringing two other victims. Right. Exactly. So, uh, but then that secret passageway that Nora found—I don't know why anyone would go in there. Yeah, I, I like I didn't even want to watch her go in there, and I'm safe in my living room right. watching it a fake, watching a fake scene on my <laughs> light magic light box, sitting on my sofa, and I still was like, "Don't go in there." When I was thinking, I was like, "I was like, girl, put like a brick or something in there, so like it doesn't yeah, close on you thing. or something, or just yeah, or just, just peek your head in, and go, oh, okay, it's super creepy. You know what? I'm just gonna leave it alone. Like, yeah, yeah, I would just. Or, I liked when she was flipping the breaker and the music came on she's like sorry sorry and i'm like what are you apologizing to you guys are in this random mansion but anyway i thought that was funny but yeah yeah and then uh so then she's standing in the in the the doorway and do you think so i assume that trevor now we know trevor was just flipping everything but that breaker or do you think the breakers were like tripped that it wouldn't open up again I think that it was likely that Voight had access to his own breakers for that door, and that oh, he probably shut it, okay. and that's when he stabbed her. And he came and he like used a fake voice, didn't he? When he came up to her, he didn't. I don't remember. Or was him he talking. just in shadow and she talked? I don't. I, I don't remember him talking. It I remember so just. Fast. I just remember like she was stabbed she like screaming and she gets out of there and then you're like somehow and then she's like and you see the like lament configuration like in her back which Mm -hmm. is nasty pretty gross yeah and um and then uh what they find her whatever she comes out she made her way down the passage and came out in the other room where riley and colin were i believe right and but they could hear her screaming in the walls i think and and like that was so to creepy. Out, yeah. yeah, and then they grab her and take her to the van, but the road starts like reconfiguring yeah. as they're driving. And this is about the time for me. Well, that was about the time for me where the movie really started kind of losing me okay. a little bit. And I think because I found it to be a, a little bit too gross when they when they took Nora and then you got to see her sort of being tortured. I did not care for that at all. I'm really I have to say one thing. Um there's like a thing in the in, in the 80s that they would do where in horror movies and I noticed it in like uh, Evil Dead. Um which I don't really like Evil Dead. I tried. I don't like Sam Mendes. No, not Sam Mendes. Sam Mendes? No, Sam no. Mendes in American Beauty. You're not. You're, if you Sam Raimi. I was going to say, if you hadn't said his name, I could have thought of it. Sam Raimi. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't really like Sam Raimi. Um, I've seen enough of his movies to go, I'm good, thanks. Um, and there's like a thing where they use what maybe is like clay and you can see it's like the hook goes into the flesh and you can see it like it looks like clay you know Mm -hmm. um and i like that it looked realistic in that so that was that was nice like i mean realistic you know but um 
it wasn't where you're like watching it and you're like okay it's obviously like not real you know what i mean but i um yeah it i think actually the original is more is gorier than really yeah Jeez. i'm pretty sure yeah because i there's like like frank spends like half the movie in this like juicy Ugh. corpsey state so okay yeah disgusting I felt that chomping Cenobite was pretty scary. Mm-hmm. I did not care for him, but I think if I separate my opinion from it, I was impressed by how scary just the simple sound effect of him clanking his clank- teeth together yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. And also just his design. I thought, yeah, okay, whoever designed that did a really good job. I don't like it, and that must mean I think that that's means a it's good, good thing, you know? Right? Yeah, I did not because like you're not it. supposed to like it, you know. But I mean, I well, yeah. I mean, I don't think. Anybody, oh my god! I just what? remember what I was gonna say. Oh, <laughs> do you want me to say it or well, you want to no, Well, no, I want you to wait. No, Dowdy, jeez. <laughs> so I remember, and I tried to look it up, but apparently, I think I have it conflated or something or confused or whatever. Because I swear in the original that the Cenobites were saying like, "We can give you all the pleasures and pain on Earth," and I was like, "Oh." interesting and i could see why like i, I just really distinctly remember that so i don't know where i heard it from i'm pretty I thought they said it to, didn't they say something like that to nora like and then you find pleasure in the pain or, or something mm-hmm. like that or like y- your pain is our pleasure or something like that but like i remember thinking like in Into the original as well yeah and i was thinking in the original that it makes sense if someone is like a either into like really heavy um like masochism or something like that or, or sadism or whatever they want to call well i mean masochism sadism is you know other to other people but um that maybe something like the lament configuration would attract them because they go oh well this like i've been trying to seek all the pleasures and pain on earth my whole life and now i have this and it's going to offer me what i can't get here you know what i mean well i thought that that's what void said at the end yeah i mean i think so but i'm saying that uh, what i was saying is that I remember them saying all the pleasures and pain on earth, and then it wasn't really like that in this one. It was oh, just okay. like the pleasure of the pain. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? I see. Yeah. So there were multiple Cenobites in the original oh, yeah. movies Big as time. well? Yeah. Okay. yeah. There's a Chatterer, the uh, teeth one, and there's like that the one that looks like she has like a weird vagina throat. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, um, they were all really gross, and I yeah. didn't like any of them. They're like, to me, they're like gross and like a like not the chatterer or whatever his name is they're like gross and like almost like a beautiful way like kind of the way this the cell was like in a creepy gross way think, you know what i mean like yeah. i think if i can be delicate i don't want to offend anybody out there and i i definitely don't want to make it seem like my way or the highway but i was very uncomfortable by the how sexualized they seemed mm-hmm. and i i find it disturbing to pair such awful imagery with something that's slightly sexualized and i really didn't enjoy that i it really made me uncomfortable and i and i just i was not i was not enjoying it because i was like this so it was so disturbing it was disturbing in a way that i haven't encountered in many movies dude speaking of i do have to say real quick just side note speaking of really disturbing movies i was watching um the hand that rocks the cradle it's with annabella i've seen that movie a long long time ago so i don't know if you remember this but in the first like 20 minutes there's a scene where they're her obgyn like sexually assaults her yeah Yeah, i Mm -hmm. was like i was watching it and i went you know what i can't handle this right now that's like 
the, which that stuff always, of course, bothers me. But usually, I'm like, okay, I can get over it to watch the rest of the movie. But at the at the time, I was like, absolutely not. I cannot deal with this right now. It was like really disturbing me and flipping me out. And I was like, nope, gonna change it. So I never finished it. But it sounded really interesting because it was like about a woman that was obsessed with this like kid or I don't know, whatever. Anyway, it sounded really interesting. But yeah, I, I got to that yeah. Part her and child like, died, and she yeah the like yeah she got a job as a nanny yeah it was like the wife of the doctor or something mm-hmm. yeah so that's something. how far I it got. was so it was long ago. i saw it when i was a teenager but yeah it's a, it was an old movie like 93 mm-hmm. yeah so anyway i just wanted to say that no yeah no of, it's yeah i mean i think that was it was yeah, so uncomfortable like it was ugh, it was awful it was just like nope 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 yeah i don't think well to be honest i don't think i would have watched this movie if not for the podcast, but mm-hmm. I definitely, mm, I can't say definitely, because if I was like, if you and I were like watching it together for funsies, maybe I would just be like, oh, I don't like this, but I don't know if I would ask you to turn it off, but if I had turned it on and was watching it, I don't think I would have finished it. Yeah, I get that. And and I, and I think that there are things later in the movie that are still, like, I don't mind and I think they're creative, but I just, I did not like the Cenobites at all. And I, I, I don't know. I find it, I just, I found them very disturbing. Well, they're supposed to be disturbing, but to me, the sexualizing of, of them or, or whatever it was, I kind of like that aspect. I think it's like another layer of like, just this thing that just makes your skin crawl, really. You know, you're, you're like, and it's it's a very like it's a very uncomfortable feeling but when i'm watching horror movies that's what i'm i'm searching for you know i'm searching to be uncomfortable and feeling like you know so i don't know i know we're very different people obviously with what we like yeah i guess it's different for me because i can feel uncomfortable like the black phone was like scary and and it was uncomfortable but it wasn't uncomfortable in a way that made me be like this is messed up Mm -hmm. you know yeah and that's weird because it it was messed up but there's just i don't know there's an extra extra aspect of this movie that i just was i don't know it just made me very uncomfortable and and i was like "I i don't know i don't know what i'm supposed to i don't know i just didn't it wasn't for me no i get it i get it um Let's see. Okay. So, they're talking... Okay, so Voight talks about how he was seeking pleasurable sensations after, you know, like, the whole configuration. And that he would get a reward, which is a contraption. So, I could... I was like, what the fuck is he, like... I thought it was, like, a... um, you know, like those old toys where you would like twist the key in the back, I and then the <laughs> yeah, like a wind-up toy. Yeah, yeah, I thought that's what it was. So I was like, "What the hell is that?" And then he revealed that it was like nerves running through. Well, so he I could... think it was kind of a wind-up, yeah, in a way, I think because so he too. said that they would twist it and and pull his nerves in certain ways and make him feel so he'd never be numb. Yeah, yeah. which I was kind of like, well, maybe had that coming <laughs> a little bit just saying yeah just <laughs> i did think it was an interesting aspect about how like he thought that he was gonna get this gift amazing or whatever, yeah. gift and, and and what it was was it's just every one of their gifts was just like not what you thought so he right. chose sensation mm-hmm. and uh, he did he got sensation but it was like this big gear going through his whole body that with nerves wrapped around it yeah, that they would, yeah. they would torture him with and mike 
called that like nightmarish. Yeah, big and I time. totally agree. I think. Oh I yeah. I don't know how. I mean, you can't describe it any better way. I think than just say that machinery that was in him is nightmarish. And I thought it looked like in one scene that he was cutting his nerves. It did. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like That's, he was trying I to free himself from it or I something think. like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I which I think like if you're. Uh, <laughs> That's the kind of thing where I think if you're going to free yourself from it, you're going to end up dying. You know what I mean? Well, Unless I that's, that the, that's goal. the goal. Like, but if I mean, you, I but don't if think you're you going to kill back. yourself, like if you're going to, if you want to die, if you're looking for death because you're in so much pain, like why not use like a gun? You know, like what you know, you're well, super rich, you can't get a gun. Come I on. think that the Cenobite said, you know, like you can't give the gifts back you can't there's no escape basically right. like oh right right he was stuck so i think it probably wouldn't have worked and you know it seems like obviously he's cutting his nerves which should kill him right and it doesn't right so i don't think a gun would work right yeah, yeah maybe i would mean it kill him though if he cut his nerves i don't think it would kill well, him he, i think it would just make him numb well i think having a big piece of machinery going through your entire midsection <laughs> if that doesn't kill you that's true <laughs> yeah but you you're right i guess you're right cutting nerves yeah. in and of themselves wouldn't kill yeah him, yeah i would just i make was him thinking of like bleeding out but he should already be bleeding out right but he's kept alive by this supernatural i don't know weird wind up yeah vein. force <laughs> and uh yeah so when so uh trevor gets injured when they're running from like the chomper mm-hmm and oh we we missed the part so there was a part where pinhead uh tells riley like listen well pinhead sort of cuts riley with the the configuration Mm -hmm. without riley even trying and and she's and pinhead says to her like you know we have to have what like two more three more victims i Mm -hmm. think and it can be you or it doesn't have to be you you get to choose you know and riley's like i'm not gonna choose and so she stabs the chomper guy, which I thought was very, very smart. And yeah, then, me too. And then they, they just turned on their own kind and they took him out, you know? I, I think that's and like, I I would bet you, though, that for a Cenobite, that is like the ultimate, like, oh, kind of, I guess, the best way to, um, like, the, the best analogy I can think of is kind of like the Buddhist version of, like, enlightenment. Oh, sure. You know, it's kind of, so getting getting pulled apart by that is like the f- the f- like ultimate form of like what you want but it maybe it, it has to be done by the lament configuration or, or whatever you know what i mean that's that's my theory well i, I don't know how true that is do this are the cenobites are they people that cut themselves on the puzzle yeah so her so brother would have turned into one and nora would have turned into one i don't know i think or that they, they have to choose to be turned into so one. they either die or they turn into one or something like that yeah okay i wasn't totally clear on that yeah on, on I, but they oh they were people though at one okay. point well so they were human like, like but now void. they're like yeah yeah the, now they're like yeah like void exactly what happened to void so now he's a centibite so, so and then uh uh, what's his name trevor gets injured so they lay him down and they close the gates of the house so the cenobites can't come in mm-hmm. and because colin gets cut by it but they close it so they can't get to colin right and i thought that was interesting that a physical limitation would keep them out of the house me too because they were physical but yet like not physical they were supernatural you know, I, was thinking, you know? I was i was thinking something i was wondering like okay so they could theoretically live there for the rest of their lives <laughs> 
like they could turn like, into a sitcom with like them just all like, they need all they need is um <laughs> just like someone to deliver food yeah. and i was thinking the thing is that theoretically a delivery person could come up there because I don't think the Cenobites would touch them because they well, have not touched them like configuration. The, yeah. Yeah. I wanted to say, I actually, I think one of the reasons I really like Hellraiser is that it's just so different from other movie villains like Freddy Krueger gets you through your dreams so you can't sleep. You know, Michael Myers just kills everyone. Um, Jason, Especially babysitters or yeah. tries to kill babysitters. Yeah. Jason just really likes murdering all the people at Crystal Lake Camp or wherever. People I don't know. People who have sex. Yeah, people have sex. It's so the I think that they're so interesting because these other movie villains are so like unstoppable. But these guys, the only way that they're gonna interact with you is if you touch their stuff, pretty much. You know? Yeah. And I think that that is it makes them terrifying because if you do touch it and you do get cut, then you're gonna be like haunted by them for the rest of your life and you're gonna die in a really horrible way. But if you never ever even interact with it you'll be fine mm-hmm. you'll never you'll you'll be totally fine so this i was thinking like they could live in the in the place just have some deliver food to them and the cenobites wouldn't touch them yeah <laughs> i was thinking i actually thought of that too i'm like geez wouldn't it be funny if it just turned into like 20 years of them living in this house together you know would that, be, that would be such a good like comedy that though like a interesting buddy comedy. twist yeah <laughs> like what would the theme song be like cenobites they're gonna get ya <laughs> but we're safe in a house cage <laughs> starring riley she's like, <laughs> yeah, Colin. like i always my favorite is the um the like <laughs> Like, they used to do this in, like, the 90s, where they'd have, like, the, uh, you know, like, so-and-so, and and then the person would look at the camera and go, and shake their head, like... Like, they're always in the middle of something, but then all of a sudden they're like, oh, smiling, they're like, you. Yeah, (laughs) I agree. I always love those. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I always said that my, if I was ever in, like, a reality show, my, like, thing would be like, I'm Lauren, and I hate drama, but I love other people's drama. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it'd be like Hot Wives of whatever. Because <laughs> there's like a show yeah, called Hot like Wives Hot of, Wives of Kentwood. Was it like Hot Wives of Kentwood? Yeah. Like, there's um I think there's two of them. There's like Hot Wives of Miami, I think, and Hot Wives. It's like a joke show. Oh yeah, it's like, uh, yeah um, I've heard of it. Is Paul F. Tompkins part of it? I don't remember. I don't think so. It's with um mm. Oh, he was in a a parody of like million dollar properties. He was in a parody I think called Billion Dollar Properties or was something. He? Hold yeah, on, I'm going to look it up real thing. quick. I'm going to look it up real quick. Hotwives. Oh yeah, Hotwives of Orlando. Um it's with <laughs> Casey Wilson. Oh, okay. She used to be on SNL. Yeah, Timberly Hill, Andrea Savage, Angela Ang- Angela Kinsey. Kristen oh, wow. Charles in it. Oh wow! Yeah, so it's it's a pretty funny show. I liked. I I I thought it was funny. There's like two of them. I bet it'll be funny. The, I bet it is funny. I mean, yeah. The second one's like the same people but different characters. There's one. There's one character that is like really really rich, and I think it's in the Orlando one. And um, she's from the United States, but she speaks with like that fake like British accent. And they're all like, she pretends oh, like, like she's a British. North Atlantic <laughs> or Mid Atlantic. She's like, darling, I don't know. What are you talking about? This is my regular accent. And they're like, yeah, but you're like not British. And she's like, I. I'm, this is my real voice though <laughs> it's, it's uh, i would recommend it it's, it's a funny show it cracked me up I, I liked it a lot it was just so ridiculous and over the top that you're like this is pretty it's perfect um so we were talking about how they could live there forever 
Yeah, how they could live there forever. That would be. <laughs> I mean, there you go. Problem solved. You yeah. Know? Like. Yeah. You probably don't have to work because this guy's got it. You know, like I mean. Like, what is he going to do? Yeah. Like, go outside? Oh, my gosh. But you'd have to live with the void. (laughs) That would be awful. Yeah, that would be awful. But, um, so... You'd be like... Could you imagine, like, all all four of you, like, assuming Nora lives, that you're, like, in the kitchen and you're like, oh, my God, I talked to him earlier today and I can't stop looking at that giant thing in his chest. It's really (laughs) bumming me out. It'd be like like a real-world situation. (laughs) (laughs) Like, can you believe that Void said that to me? Can you believe that? Trevor, I swear, I am at my wit's end. (laughs) I'm going to open the cage and just let them get Colin. That's how much I want to leave right now. I know, like, sorry, Colin. Colin's like, I just heard you say that. And they're like, oh, I was kidding? (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't kidding. (laughs) I I did think, so Trevor was laying on a couch while Colin and Riley were sort of trying to figure out a way. Any of that nasty cut. Yeah, and when... Which no one, like, covered in that bot like they covered it mm-hmm. with the like belt and i was like okay they put so a tourniquet on but they didn't like right. put a bandage or anything like so try i'm to- like okay so great he'll lose his arm at least he'll live i yeah, guess he was definitely but- <laughs> not gonna but- keep his arm i don't think but like pe- like go find gauze pack it with gauze wrap it like you do anything and they're just letting this wound like yeah just lay out in the air like okay right i know i was like what you- is there like a loud truck Okay. I think it was a plane. <laughs> okay. Or I something. Like, I was like, what did that I was just weird. hear? Yeah. What is that? Yeah, no, like, <clears throat> go get something and, and fix the wound. But or something. Yeah, he's just like, oh, we'll just uh, tourniquet it. And I was like, he'll lose his arm, though. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Uh, but I when when Voight came out to the sofa, I was like, "Oh no, Trevor's done for." Yeah. But then when you find out Trevor was into it, like in it, and Trevor's like, "Listen, she's just a mark, and it's figuring itself out. You just have to be patient." I right. thought, "Oh wow!" And that swerved me, and I was impressed by that swerve. I was too. I was too, and I like that they. I mean, there are kind of hints of it, if but you have to like know, mm-hmm. you know. So yeah, it was definitely. I was actually expecting to kind of figure out the end. So then when they had that Trevor thing, I was like, oh, I didn't figure out the end. Great, because I don't want to. Mm-hmm. I want it to be a surprise. Like, yeah. don't like I don't want it to be predictable. You know, um, as much as I love being right. <laughs> Like in this case, I do not want to be right. Um, so yeah, I agree that I thought that that was kind of interesting. And let's see. Oh, I guess the priest or Pinhead is called the priest. Oh, okay. So Trevor gets dragged to hell. That part was so disgusting. So Riley, so they trick. Well, they trick the Cenobite into coming in because mm-hmm. they're going to try to stab another one. But then Voight reveals himself to the rest of the group because he takes the configuration, the, what is it? Lament, Lament configuration. configuration. And uh, and that's how Riley finds out that Trevor was tricking her the whole time. And Trevor tries to like be like, no, no, I really liked you. I tried to warn you to stop. And I was like, too little, too late. Yeah, man. I, was like, I would have been like, I am in a, like a psychopath's <laughs> house yeah. right now fighting for my life my brother your apology dead. means yeah. nothing <laughs> in that part so she when she stabbed him um with the with the configuration and his the skin like the skin on his arm was sort of like peeling off i oh the degloving the, yeah that was I really did not like any of that yeah none I didn't of that either. was appealing or pleasing to me and i was unhappy for most of that i scene. was i was pretty like i was like oh god <laughs> 
like, no, no, mm-mm, no. Yeah, no, I didn't like that either. The degloving is, that's, <laughs> whew, that just really gives me the, like, full body chills. It's nasty. Gives me the heebs, mm-hmm. the major heebs and the jeebs. Mm-hmm. Both. Yeah, both well, heebs and jeebs. It's serious business. It is very serious. Yeah. yeah. A serious XM. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And then, so then, uh, the priest, I guess, Pinhead, which we've yeah. been calling her the whole time. Let's we'll just call Pinhead. Pinhead yeah. tells Voight, you know, that you can't give gifts back. Because he's like, please take the gift away from me. Set me free. Because he thought if he got the configurations all done again, like through another cycle, he could right. get something else or be free of it. I don't know. Right. I, I'm not exactly sure if his motivation was just to be free of it or if his motivation was to get a different sensation or a different like configuration yeah i don't know either but he just really wanted to be free and she and understandably she, so yeah and she was like no you can't sorry but i think power is your next level and she so she the gears sort of f- start falling out and his body sort of repairs like itself. itself yeah and he you can tell that he has like i don't know maybe 20 no maybe like five seconds of relief yeah from that gear being gone and his body being healed and then a big chain comes and starts yeah. and goes through his like chest he's like evilly laughing he's yeah. like yes like and then, i did it and then it pulls him up yeah and then you're i mean it's it's good because it's just like fuck you you fucking piece of shit you know like you killed all that you had all these people be killed because you wanted this power now you have this power and you fucking hate it because it's awful because you mess with something that you didn't understand like it's it's like those those like kid games that people play like the midnight man i know the midnight man is a movie but it's an actual game too where they're like it, it's like these I mean, you can just look it up, but there are these games where I'm like, you are summoning demons. Like, this, and I'm not even really sure that I believe in that, but I believe in it enough not to fuck with it. You <laughs> right. know what I mean? Like, uh, <laughs> I'm like, whether or not, I'm like, I'm a skeptic whether or not I believe that, but I'm also not going to go, like, I'm just going to go raise some demons. You know, like, no, I'm going right. to be like, you know what? I don't know this. Yeah. I'm fine with not knowing it. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know some stuff like that. It's just, yeah. Um, and so, so yeah no he so he then he got turned into a cenobite and i wanted i thought that i was wondering and i was wondering what you thought that the like big huge skylight the square squ- skylight square skylight um, <laughs> i was wondering if you think that he built that purposefully so it looked like the lament configure the like big lament configuration as it went down if that makes sense you know what i mean the one from yeah, the sky maybe yeah because I mean, it, it did sort of mirror it a little bit it did mm-hmm. yeah and it kind of like entered perfectly and then yeah or it didn't even break the glass or yeah. I, I was expecting it to it just yeah it was just above it's just like the hovering sky. yeah mm-hmm. um so i thought that, i just thought that was kind of interesting because i noticed that um let's see well it, in riley and then the the pin or pinhead said you know gave riley the choice to choose to choose one of the configurations Mm -hmm. (laughs) riley smartly was like no i've seen your gifts i don't want a gift from you and then you find out that just not choosing a gift is still the like lament right yeah i think so like if you walk away the rest of her life knowing that she led people to slaughter basically well yeah it was it was like this whole like what was it pinhead was saying like okay sure you can choose not resurrecting him because that was lazarus oh yeah she wanted to resurrect her brother 
And you can choose not to choose Lazarus because each one had a different L name. There was like Liminal, Lazarus. I can't remember all of them, but I, I did like that they all had like L names, like six different configurations, I think, right? Yeah. Um, okay. So then, yeah, I do like that that pinhead was like, yeah, sure, you can walk away from this or you can resurrect your brother. But I do think that Riley was very smart in just being like, you know what? I've seen, I've, she says, I've seen what you can do yeah. and I'm good, like I pretty much. I was thinking like the resurrection of her brother, would he just like have to live life without any skin or something? You know, right. like it wouldn't be the same. It'd be <laughs> like an, I like a, like when you you know it's like the deal with the devil like you make a faustian deal and the devil's gonna be like yeah she'll give you what you want with a twist yeah (laughs) you know what i mean yep exactly so um yeah who knows i mean he her brother could have been just a former shell of what he was it's like it could just be you know she could get him back fully but he might not be there Mm -hmm. you know so um, I think it's, or even she could have been like traded for him. You you know, you just never know. Yeah. So I, I did like that she did that. And then Pinhead was like, yeah, but you know, you'll always be facing this, you know, this, this question, this guilt, this, this, you know, and, um, yeah, but at the same time, like she's alive at least Colin's alive at least, you know, mm-hmm. there's that there, but I don't know. I, honestly kind of like really just based on the whole Nora thing because she was such a small part that I really was like not even I was like oh she's dead okay that's sad you know what I mean so I kind of wish they'd maybe like just maybe made Nora a little bit of a a deeper character but I don't think it really mattered at the end of the day but yeah so I didn't really (laughs) understand the ending uh, with Voight I didn't fully understand if that was supposed to be Voight because it didn't really look like him with a bald cap on it. It looked like a totally different face, almost. Yeah, yeah. And, and it was so disgusting. Uh, I didn't like one single second of it when the, the skin was, like, ripping off. Especially the cheek skin. Really gross. And mm-hmm. was he happy about what was happening? And what was I the story? I could not like, tell. Did he have to stay just, like, stuck to that weird thing forever or was he gonna become like a cenobite and torture people as well like what was going on with that i don't know and i thought it was very weird the like christ-like pose that he had too Mm -hmm. um and i was like so because (laughs) i was he's like the opposite of that you know i mean so i don't know i don't know if he was happy about it or it looked like he was in pain to me yeah Um, i don't know either but i don't know Wait, did he did he choose that? No, she chose it for him. Oh, Pinhead did. Pinhead said power. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, yeah. So I guess maybe in this sort of afterlife, Cenobite afterlife, that maybe he has a lot of power or something, or maybe he turns into one of them, and that's what gives him power or something. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. Um, it seems like the the beings that do turn into Cenobites are kind of like cool with where they are you know what i mean like it seems like they're kind of like i'm chill being who i am right now you know yeah i don't know they didn't seem like they were in that like they were miserable yeah they, guess, they, so well, they weren't like they didn't look like they're in pain oh but. the sound effect of the one that like couldn't breathe was really gross i didn't like that the one that was like gasping all the time yeah that was yeah that would be unpleasant <laughs> it was very it's like a mixture i think of like the cell and like silent hill yeah 
kind of see that a little bit yeah Mm -hmm. so would you recommend the movie no i wouldn't i don't know i don't i don't think i would how about you? <laughs> um, yeah, I yeah. probably would. Uh, I would be. I would recommend it to definitely people who are Hellraiser fans for sure. Um, I think that as far as reboots go, I think it's pretty decent. Um, I liked it. I enjoyed it. You know, I was really excited to watch it. So I was like, I I didn't think it was that scary. Again, I don't get very easily scared by stuff like that. So um, I don't know. I had fun. I I enjoyed it. So yeah, I guess I think I would. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, you can follow us on Instagram, watches the movies. You can follow us on Facebook and watches the movies. You can email us at watches and movies at gmail.com or check out our website at watches and movies.weebly.com. Yes, that's right. <laughs> I forgot where it's good. And subscribe to our shit so you know what's next. And, you know, just follow us because we're awesome. And thank you so much to Mike for our theme music. Yeah, you can find him on Twitter at the Mike Show 42. Thank you.